Welcome to the LV Magazine podcast. I'm Felicia Johnson, editor-in-chief of LV Magazine and co-host of LV Magazine podcast alongside Lester Green. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Lester Green, a.k.a. The Connector, and I'm co-host of the LV Magazine podcast with Felicia Johnson. I'm an actor, producer, screenwriter, rapper, author, and host. My specialty is connecting people, and that's why they call me the connector and i'm excited to be here i cannot wait for you to meet our guests hi hi we have everybody here char's here okay great Ezra is here hello hello hi how you doing hi everyone hello hello darling (laughs) i'm felicia uh co-host of the magazine podcast hi nice to meet you Yes, and I'm Lester Green, the other half of the <laughs> Magazine Podcast Show. Thank you for doing this. We appreciate the both of you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Here. So let's just jump right into it. Shar, Ezra, how did the two of you connect and collaborate on a song together? So <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a veteran in the industry. Um, I'm much older than Ezra. I am 53 years old and I've been singing for quite a while. Uh, I was launching my career, relaunching my career um, around 2015. And I had an opportunity to sing at the House of Blues. And um, I forgot what the room was called. Do you remember Ezra? What was that? I don't remember. Okay, okay. (laughs) So, um, because I hadn't been out, you know, out doing music as often, I didn't have like a band um, to collaborate with. So, I, there's a gentleman, Chuck Webb. He's a bassist and he also teaches at Columbia College, Chicago. And I reached out to him and asked him if there were any students that would be interested in um, being a part of a band to uh, perform with me. And Ezra was, Ezra is a vocalist. And so we got background singers and the whole band. And of course they killed it. Uh, It was an amazing performance. And Ezra and I just connected from then. And I told him that I write songs and he mentioned that he does too. And we, decided to start, you know, collaborate. And I sent him some of my lyrics that I had written some years ago. And we just started bouncing ideas back and forth via email. And that's how it started. Wow. That's (laughs) very interesting. And Ezra, are you used to collaborating with other artists or do you work solo for the most part? What's your process like in terms of making music? For me, for the most part, uh, my process is pretty solitary. And as a result, my collaborations are pretty significant. Um, If I can backtrack to the time when I met Shar, um, I was just about to finish my undergrad and I was hungry, hungry just to connect with any like-minded creators I could connect with. And it was, it was, I mean, everything's divinely orchestrated for me, but when Shar approached me, it was <laughs> it was significant. It was special. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's always... Uh, collaborations for me, it's always about trust and building a relationship. And 
yeah now i can say shar and i go back wow that's like seven years right that's that's significant (laughs) for me yes and it keeps getting better absolutely yeah (laughs) can we talk about broken wings yes can we talk about broken wings
<laughs> Absolutely. What would you like to know? Or do you just want me to talk about it? Well, the process and how it came about, how you titled it. What does the title mean to the two of you? Okay. So um, I come from a very, my past, my life, my background is very dark. Um, if you looked at me, you can tell all the things I've been through. And, you know, everybody would see me when people see me perform. They'll be like, oh, my gosh, you're so amazing. Why aren't you out there? Why don't we know about you? Yada, 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 you know. And I even I didn't I didn't have an answer. I really couldn't figure it out myself because I'm such a driven, focused, passionate person and I apply myself. But it's just like I try to take off and I can't get off the ground. And I've had experiences where um, I was in the gospel industry for a while. I grew up in church. So um, I started taking off in the gospel industry. I was voted Pittsburgh's 1999 best gospel performer. I was on the stage with like Donald Lawrence and C.C. Um, Winans, Vicky Winans, MC Hammer, and had my own BET special. So to everybody, it looked like I was about to take off. But then I came full circle and I'm back on the ground again. And I had to, I was in a marriage um, and my marriage ended. It was a 23 year marriage. I had to start life all over and um, started off on my own homeless with homelessness. I mean, all sorts of stuff went back to school for my degree. And that song, I just, well, the song came about, I was thinking about my life and how I was still making progress, even though it felt like my wings, I wanted to fly, but my wings were broken. And I wanted to use my life as an example to others that even if your wings are broken, you can still fly, you know, and I wrote those lyrics i wrote the title and i wrote uh some lyrics down and a melody that i had and then when i met ezra that's the one i felt like i wanted to start working on collaborating with him so i sent it to him and let me tell you i call him the storyteller <laughs> i call ezra the storyteller because i need to find the lyrics of what i sent him and he mm -hmm. incorporated what i had but he took this song to a whole nother level. So I let him take over. <laughs> All right, thank you. I love that. And, <laughs> and Ezra, what were you thinking? I, mean, I just yeah, thought that was Ezra. an amazing story. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yes, Shar is, is like a walking testimony. So mm. when, whenever you send me anything, it's, 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 it's never too hard to, to tell a story with with the words that you share mm. um, and for me i guess as i've grown as a writer throughout my life a lot of the feedback i get usually is is something along the lines of oh, it's it's very evocative there's always an image and yes. in thinking about it um i i do very often just get like a picture or like a small idea um and i know for this song I just started thinking about like a plane taking off or like the, the, the first line is like, I got the operator um, on, my, on my final call on my last two dimes when pressure was cracking the wall or something. And yes, I, <laughs> I had gotten an image of like someone in think of like an old school phone booth where you're just like in a desperate situation. You're trying to reach whoever you can reach, but you're out yeah. of coins 
And it's like back in the day when you have to, you could reach an operator and they could like do you a favor and put you through. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's like the image that came to me. And oh. yes. from there, yeah, from there, it just, I just like pull from the images a little more and feelings come out, thoughts come out. And then suddenly we have a song and Shara's happy. And I'm oh happy my gosh. It happened again. <laughs> So it's 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 always a always like a kismet like like divine sort of experience for me. Right? Oh yeah, always always like uh, Ezra is my go-to. Like whenever I, even when I have a writer's block moment, I'm like Ezra, I need you, you know. And I'll <laughs> set it, and he'll say, okay. Can I tell you a really quick story? This is like off topic from Broken Wings, but this is so significant. How we um how we just blend so well together and work so well together. And it was the, when I'm going to make this really short, when the pandemic first hit 2020 and everybody's on lockdown and I had just left a really big apartment from the suburbs, went to the city. Cause I started at Columbia college as well, pursuing my music degree. And I, and when you live in the, in the city in Chicago, it's very expensive. So I had, <laughs> given up my really big place and I'm in this very, very small studio apartment and I can't breathe. I'm like claustrophobic while on lockdown, like what? And then the um, Ahmaud Arbery story came out and it was around that time that I had a final assignment for my music class. Um, we had to write a song, an original song, but being a mom and hearing that story and seeing how this young man lost his life, that modern day lynching, right before my eyes, I cried day and night, like he was my son. And I called Ezra, I said, Ezra, I need to write a song. And I think I want to use this song for my assignment. And this is a way for me to heal and um, uh, grieve this situation. You know, mm -hmm. Ezra stayed on the phone with me for hours. I was mm. crying. I was talking. I we were writing. We, oh, it was just it, it was incredible. I have to send that song to you guys. That that one's actually finished as well. It's called um, "We Are Human." In the beginning, God gave life. 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 Wait in the water. Don't sleep tonight. Gather your satchel and wrap up your child. Baptize your finger, feel for the wind Follow the breeze until the bushes grow thin See there's a light post and cabin ahead Walk round and creep into the backwood shed Step on the floorboard and hear the first creak Now through the portal you must take a peek Marching through cities, some years down the line Equal on paper, but bullets don't lie Every day We are human. I like that title. Mm, yeah. Yeah. When you're making music, Char and Ezra, are you thinking in terms of, okay, we got to create visuals. We got to create a video. How does that process begin for the two of you? Does it come after the song is recorded or does it come while you're recording the song? Like, okay, I can see a video for this. How does that play out for you? Ezra, I don't think we got to that point, have we? 
No, not not in any collaboration, not yet. Yeah. Oh, I know. It sounds like that's something that needs to happen because I always like videos that come along with songs because it just gives you a different perspective of the song. Because obviously yes. you have the song and then there's a new life that develops from the video. Exactly. So it's interesting to have both, but I didn't know if that's something that the two of you had talked about. See, it's funny. I mean, that you say that because we, uh, Ezra and I never really talked about it. I think I mentioned it, Ezra, with We Are Human. I don't know if you remember that because remember we were watching the Sierra and I was like, I wanted like the, um, the steppers and people mm. marching down the street and stuff like that. Right. But we never talked about it in depth. But I'm with you, Lester, where I do get visuals. And so I'm looking forward to exploring that. Right, right. Absolutely. It sounds like you get a lot of inspiration from life, your real life events and uh, past experiences. Is there any other things that inspire you when it comes to writing music? Hmm. No. Or is it just know, mostly emotional, like uh, things that you've personally been through? Yeah, I have to say... It's medicinal for me because, like I said, my life has been very challenging. And I feel like the divine has used the gift of music as medicine for me, as healing for me. So, like, God started breathing songs to me when I was going through really bad depression. And that brought me back to life. But I've never, like, sat down and just like, hey, I want to write a song today. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not you, Ezra. Like, yeah. uh, right, right. I would actually agree. Um, my first, so I grew up in the church and I guess music and expression is, it, it just came as like a natural part of that whole world. Um, and my first compositions, my first original writings, when I started writing, I guess you could say non-secular music, um, it was kind of like it came out of like this urge, this need to, to express or like process specific feelings. So I guess with that being said, uh, yeah, for me, writing and creating is, is anecdotal. It's, it's usually based off of like experience or yeah, exactly. Yeah. Therapeutic. There's mm -hmm. something I'm like itching to say, but I can't find the words, but I might have like an idea or a picture. And I right. start there and then one thing leads to another. Um, but I, yeah, for, I will say like the process of a lot of writers will, will be given a task, like a specific direction to go in or, you know, you'll get a writer's room together and, and they'll be like, okay, this is what we want to do. I typically find those uh, situations or scenarios a little more challenging to, to show up for. Cause it's yeah. like, it's more of like a, like a, a I don't know, like a task or like an assignment as opposed yes. to like, yeah. right. As opposed to like a, a natural feeling, but you know, there's, there's, there's different ways to get to the same place a lot of times. So yeah, true. <laughs> no shade to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. I get it. <laughs> I know for me growing up, I was always surrounded by music. My parents were always listening to oldies and they play Sam Cooke and the Four Tops and the Temptations. Was it similar for the two of you? Did you always have music to help you get through 
everything. Was it always around you? Esther, I'll let you go first. <laughs> okay. If you like. Well, yes, certainly, certainly. Um, a hundred thousand percent yes. Um, again, I guess the church is, that's my foundation, whether I like it or not. Um, that's a whole other issue. <laughs> Trust me, I know. I know exactly where you're coming from. Then yeah, they're so, done that. Right, yes. right. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of complexity in even that statement because just growing up in the church, you get so much like unintentional training when it comes to yes. rhythm and melody and blending wow. voices together, learning about different instruments. So whether I wanted it or not, the music was was always there and you just mm -hmm. always hear people singing bonding together through music and music was a form of 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 worship it's a part of the the process the whole yeah. structure of, of what church and i guess spirituality is and so yes music has always been there as a a resource as an outlet and i guess with with the the gift the gift of music and the gift of singing um, and expression. You, I guess, go, growing up and going through the world, um, it was always there. <laughs> I don't know how else to say yeah. it. I, I went to yeah. school and training, and, and so it was just always a part of my life. And, and being a, a citizen or like a member of society and, and witnessing pop culture, like music is the first place that I go because that's that's just my thing so for me it's always been there yeah yeah I um for me likewise uh, my mom my mother badass oh my god like <laughs> I, I swear like no seriously my mom is in we're, we're estranged um you know so I don't see her a lot but when I was in her life or she was in my life um this woman has like a built-in microphone. I'm serious. Like, it's incredible. And her <laughs> voice, her voice is incredible. I've been a fan since I was a little girl. I would be in church because um, she, she's so good. She, and, well, Ezra and I are both Jamaicans. Well, Ezra, you were born here, right? Yeah, were I was born, born here? here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but your mom, your mom and dad are Jamaicans? Yeah, both, both okay. parents are Jamaican. Mom came here when I was inside her. <laughs> Okay. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, was... so technically, yeah, technically. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I, so I was born in Jamaica, and my mom was just this icon in 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 Jamaica. She won this um, contest. It was like an American Idol Today or The Voice, and she won. And they were about to fly her to the pen to the Playboy Mansion. They had the airplane on the tarmac and she was about to start this whole other life. But she thought about her three children, which all of her pregnancies were very traumatic, which is why the detachment is there. And I do understand that now, but she gave her life to God and just and committed to spirituality and given her, using her gifts. So I, that's where the, in, the depth comes from in music and performance for me is watching the miraculous things that God would do through her, through music in church. She was the main singer and 
then growing up in church in Jamaica, where there's just a lot of rhythm and, you know, the, the, the music was jumping, you know, the reggae. Mm-hmm. Just the, oh, mm-hmm. God. Look, <laughs> and we just sweating. You think we were in the club. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, the, the ministry part of music is what I love. That's what um, I grew up around. Even though I can't say the music that she would play at home, I wasn't a fan. Um, cause you know, like the, the kind of music, it's not anything that I'm drawn to today. The music that I love today, like BB and CC, uh, Kirk Franklin, all of those, they were considered secular when I was younger. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yes, we weren't I even allowed, <laughs> we weren't allowed to listen to any of that. So it's like, uh, what's that man's name? Swagger. Have you all heard of, um, I can't remember his first name. But it was like a lot of white uh, music because the the pastor of the church in Jamaica, you know, oh, missionaries. Jimmy Swaggart. Jimmy Swaggart. Yes. Wow. Like country, you know, country music and just everything. So not me. And I wasn't allowed to really express myself. Like we had to stand still. We couldn't rock. We couldn't move. Couldn't wave my hands. So as an artist, I was suffocating in church. But what I walked away with was the, I didn't have this gift just for me. And it wasn't just to sound good. It's a ministry, regardless of if I'm singing gospel or if I'm singing an inspirational or I'm singing an R&B song, there's got to be meaning to my performance. Ooh, I like that. Speaking of meaning, if you had to sum up your mission in one sentence, what would your mission be for your music? Woo! Ezra, you take it away. <laughs> I, I like how I you pass it off. Ooh. I, see. <laughs> I see you start, Stephanie. <laughs> That's okay. Exactly. That's okay. <laughs> um, my mission, I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. Um, my mission is to tell the truth, to connect, and to resonate. Ooh, it sounds like you had that in your back pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's divine. I just got lucky thinking about that. <laughs> but I told you, he's a storyteller. His words, words just come to him. Yes. Yeah. And what about I mean, you, Star? My, there's so much I could say, but ultimately it's to mend broken, broken hearts and to inspire, to uplift, give people hope and let them know that they can make it through any obstacle, any challenges in life. Ooh, another oh, good that's answer. Beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So yeah. before we close it out, Char, we'll have to play your song Closure because I love that song. Oh, thank so, you. But how yeah. can people stay in touch with the two of you? I know you're on social media. We yes. all are. <laughs> yes, we better be, right? <laughs> right, yeah, you have to be now. Yeah. Right. For someone who's so private, it's just like, oh God, really? Do I have to do this? But okay. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I my website, uh, shardreams.com, um, shardreams music on Instagram, Shar on Facebook. Um, yeah. I love yeah. that. And you, Ezra? Yes. For me, you can go to Instagram. It's Ezra Easy R A Morris underscore and everything else you can find there. 
Well, thank you so much. We appreciate your both being here on the LV Magazine podcast. It's thank been you. a pleasure. Yes, thank, thank you, you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you for being here on the LV Magazine podcast with Felicia Johnson and Lester Green. Please visit our website at www.lvmagazinepodcast.com. Ciao.